It's time for another Podcast Rewind, and in this episode, we're taking a look at Gymshark's digital marketing strategy, one of the most popular teardowns that we've ever done. Enjoy. We all know Gymshark, right? They're a marketing case study everywhere. Direct-to-consumer fitness clothing brand blown up since the founder Ben Francis started printing vests in a garage all those years ago, now valued at over $1 billion. We released a video and podcast charting Gymshark's digital marketing growth way back in 2019, and we saw how fundamental influencer marketing had been to their growth. Now, if you haven't seen the video or heard the podcast, basically their strategy is, or was, find fitness influencers with a large audience, sponsor them to wear and promote Gymshark clothing, release clothing collaborations with the ones that have the largest audience, bring all of their influencers to in-person events so that fans can meet their heroes and buy clothing, and then post about the whole thing on Gymshark's social media. And what Gymshark did to grow to the size that it was when we did that last video was it basically piggybacked on the authority of the influencers as they grew the brand. So they would work with some influencers and they would absorb that influencer's audience and bring them along, bring them into Gymshark world, then they'd move on to the next influencer and the next influencer and so on and so on. That's basically influencer marketing strategy in a nutshell. And Gymshark kind of wrote the textbook on it, if you like. Now, whilst influencer marketing is still important to Gymshark, they've kind of grown bigger than the influencers that they used to rely so heavily upon. For example, two of their largest influencers, or most popular influencers, are Nikki Blacketta, 1.6 million followers on Instagram, Steve Cook, 2.3 million followers on Instagram, but Gymshark has 5.8 million followers on Instagram. They are now larger than any of the individual influencers that promote their clothing I could find. So this presents a bit of a problem because how does Gymshark keep growing if Gymshark's biggest influencer is Gymshark? If they've outgrown the largest influencers in the fitness space, they need a marketing strategy that's even more scalable. Well, what you might not know is that Gymshark is nowhere near as reliant on influencer marketing as it used to be. And in fact, they've been quietly working on something huge with its digital marketing since we recorded that last video. And we hinted at what they should be doing in that last video. And we spotted some of the early trends and said, yes, yes, you go for it. And that's exactly what they've been doing. Not taking credit, by the way, it was obvious. But they've been doing something that can take Gymshark head to head against the world's biggest brands and retailers and expose it to a whole new audience, people outside fitness, people outside the fitness influencer space. This is generating millions of visits a month for them free of charge. The best news, anybody can copy this, or at least most of it. So in today's podcast episode, I'm going to break down Gymshark's secret digital marketing strategy step by step for you. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name's Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja. We're a digital marketing agency. We help our clients generate more leads and sales through their website. And that is exactly what this podcast is all about as well. We're going to help you generate some more leads and sales. Now, you may be e-commerce, you may be a service company. It doesn't really matter. The principles that we're talking about today can apply to any business. Yes, of course, there's going to be different flavors or different implementations, but the fundamental principles are always the same. Now, if you've been following Gymshark, you'll know that they've been investing a lot in their own content production. They just built or they just moved into these huge new offices in the UK. And you may have noticed if you've been following them that they've got built in gyms, built in content production studios. So 
video and photo studios. What this has allowed them to do is to quietly build up their SEO and content strategy to become arguably as important to them and potentially more important to them than the influencer marketing which the brand was built on. If we look at Gymshark's visibility today, in search, they're generating around about 4.5 million organic search visitors per month. 4.5 million. They're ranking for around about 370,000 different keywords with 22,000 position one rankings on Google. Now, six years ago, they had 238 position one rankings on Google. So they've gone from 238 to 22,000 position ones on Google, and there's no sign of them slowing down. There's basically three main levers to their strategy. And today I'm going to show you how to copy 2.5 of them. And by the way, stick around to the end. So I'm going to give you a bonus tip uh, with some observations. Now, the first lever of their strategy won't be a surprise to anyone that's been following the Exposure Ninja podcast or our videos. And by the way, you can watch video versions of all of these podcasts on our YouTube channel. The first lever of their strategy is the Content Hub strategy. So they've built this subdomain. Uh, it's at central.gymshark.com. This is Gymshark Central. Now, Gymshark's an e-commerce site. It's built on Shopify. Shopify content management system isn't great for blogging and stuff like that. So they've built this um, this separate content section on a subdomain of the site. And it's at central.gymshark.com. And it's basically a massive content hub. And when I say massive, this thing is absolutely massive. They post frequently about topics in four different areas. So what they've done is they've identified their target audience and they've broken down the target audience's interests into four different categories. Gymshark. So this is news about the Gymshark company, about different campaigns that they're running. Product and style. So this is clothing, basically. Conditioning, which is like workouts and fitness. And then health, which is recipes, foods, weight loss, weight gain, you know, that type of stuff. So they've understood their target audience and broken them down into these four categories. And they've got loads and loads of posts. There's a very heavy commitment to producing content across each of these four categories. I'm just going to talk you through some of it, for example. So uh, we've got some conditioning content. I'm just looking at an article here, which is around the six best glute exercises to increase strength and size. Um, it's a massive, well, it's a fairly decent sized article. Uh, and it's got all of these custom gifts of Gymshark athletes in the Gymshark content studio in their office doing these different exercises. And there's some calls to action. There's some promotional banners in there for Gymshark sales and stuff like this. Now, this content ranks position one for best glute exercises for size, which is the sort of thing that someone who is searching, uh, who, the sort of thing that someone who is a potential Gymshark customer may be searching for. Now, being decent at digital marketing, every single one of their posts like this has a call to action. And the calls to action are always optimized for the type of content that they're publishing. So this one is all about the particular exercises. They have a workout app, which is full of exercises. So the call to action is to go and download the app because of course, then you have to set up an account. You give them your contact details and they can market to you. So that's one example. Another example is uh, in the health category. They've got uh, a content piece that they've just published called Let's Talk About Gut Health. This is all about gut health and bloating and stuff like that. Again, really detailed piece, loads of great custom imagery. The call to action at the end isn't actually for the app. They've got some clothing which can work really well for people who are suffering from gut health issues. So they've got Gymshark high waist leggings and they link through to that because that's relevant to the topic and to the content in this article. So they always have a call to action which benefits Gymshark in some way, whether it's linking through to the app, whether it's linking through to other articles or whether it's linking through to products or category pages. And this is top quality stuff. Their content is decent. 
They've got really nice long articles. They've got plenty of detail and most of the images are custom, either filmed in the gym, either filmed in their video and photo studio, or they've got like little kitchen areas where they photo stuff as well. So almost all of it is completely custom, which gives it really good quality look. And when Gymshark built its new office, like I said before, it built a gym, it built all these content production suites because content production isn't just a marketing priority for them, it's a business priority. And this leads us to our first lesson with this sort of content hub strategy. People want this sort of ranking and traffic. They want the huge search volumes that this sort of stuff can bring. They want all those position one rankings, but very rarely are they willing to actually put the work in. What they really want is to just press a magic button and all of a sudden their site's ranking for loads and loads of different phrases, but this stuff takes a huge amount of time. And sometimes we'll say to people, you know, if you're wondering why things aren't going well, then when's the last time you posted something legitimately awesome on your website? So this sort of stuff takes time and commitment, but it can pay off for years. This content will be ranking for years. They can go through and update it. They can make it new for the latest trends or whatever, which doesn't have to take very long. And they can continue recycling it and promoting it for as long as text search is a thing, for as long as people want to make their glutes bigger and reduce their tummy bloating. Now we do this sort of stuff for clients as well, and we win plenty of awards for it, but I can tell you there is no shortcut. You've got to research the sort of topics that your audience is interested in, categorize them, start building out that content, publish it, optimize it, and if possible, build links to it and promote it as well. You are essentially building a media property on your website. Most people think of their website as an e-commerce site or a service business site with a blog attached. And this is really, you know, in an extreme case, this is basically building a magazine or a news site and then attaching a service business or an e-commerce business to the end of that, right? So it's about thinking about this in a whole different way. How do you copy this if you want to copy this? Well, we have a video on our YouTube channel with a, a huge content playbook um, strategy that you can copy. And that is exactly what I would suggest doing. Going through that video, having a look at the content strategy, which we detail and just copying it step by step. It shows you how to get started with this stuff relatively easy. Also, if you haven't yet requested a free website and marketing review from ExposureNinja.com, do that because we'll also be able to suggest the types of content that you should be posting on your site. So that is their first pillar of Gymshark's SEO and content strategy. The second pillar of their SEO and content strategy is link building. Now, to build this sort of traffic, it's important to be getting links to your website consistently. And we can see Gymshark using a few different types of link building strategy. The first type is digital PR. Now, Gymshark has a great story. It has a founder who is happy to talk about this story and it gets a lot of attention because it's been such a fast growing business. Of course, not every business has this, but credit to Gymshark for using it. I'm looking at an article now posted on the BBC website. Uh, the headline is the 26 year old with a hundred million pound sportswear brand. This is all about Gymshark. It includes links back to the Gymshark site. And this is the sort of digital PR that Gymshark has been doing consistently for years. Now, the great thing about this sort of feature is it actually starts to pick up links from other sites. So this BBC News article has picked up other links from other sites. In fact, it's, according to SEMrush, it's picked up another 12 backlinks found today. So it's got 149 referring domains just to this BBC article. Back in the day in the sort of naughty SEO world, there was this thing called tiered links where you'd get, you'd buy uh, links to your website and then you'd buy links to the links to your website. And the goal here was to pass link juice from the second tier links to the first tier links and funnel all of those to your website. Well, that is essentially what has happened here. So the BBC has published an article talking about Gymshark and then a whole bunch of other news publications have referenced that article 
in their own content and it's built this huge, huge volume of links through to the Gymshark site, which really, really helps it ranking. This is SEO gold dust. Now Gymshark actually has their own internal PR team. They do this consistently on scale these days, but of course they still work with SEO agencies to get the best SEO uh, impact from all of this and to make sure they're not missing any SEO opportunities. The second type of link that they're using consistently is actually affiliate marketing where it comes from affiliate marketing. So with affiliate marketing, you can work with various affiliate platforms and they will allow content producers and media property owners to embed trackable links in their content. And when they direct people to your website and those people buy, they then get a cut of the sales. That's the affiliate model, basically. Now, Gymshark's been using affiliate marketing for quite some time. Uh, I've found an article from about six or seven years ago uh, talking about Gymshark sales and affiliate offers on the affiliate window or AWIN uh, site. So this has been using it for some time. But one of the interesting things that's happened from the use of their uh, from the use of affiliate marketing is they've built up this huge huge link profile so what happens let me just talk you through what tends to happen these days so gymshark has these black friday sales right um where lots and lots of people come onto the site and they get this special this special deals they crash the website everyone goes on social media complains about the fact the website's crashed and it builds up this huge sort of viral momentum and it happens every black friday and every black friday there's this sort of bad good situation where people are complaining because the gymshark site's gone down again because there's so many people trying to buy the products and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy but this leads to loads of attention and loads of coverage and in particular the media then start covering it because people start searching for Gymshark Black Friday sale in the run up to Black Friday to see what sort of products are going to be on offer and to find out the details about it. So if you search for something like um, Gymshark Black Friday sale, what you get is a whole bunch of sites like uh, The Sun, Independent, T3, Women's Health Mag, uh, Men's Health, and they're all posting, they all have these articles about the Gymshark Black Friday sale. And these articles will often have affiliate links through to Gymshark on. So because all of these publications sign up to affiliate uh, networks in order to get paid when they mention a product, they are then incentivized to get ranking for as much as they possibly can because they make money from everyone who they send through to Gymshark. So they all try and get ranking for Gymshark Black Friday terms. Well, this is great for Gymshark in some ways because it means it gets loads and loads of links from all of these really top tier publications who are more than happy to feature Gymshark products in their content, knowing that they're going to earn some commission from it. But it does present a challenge for Gymshark because you've got all of these massive authority sites trying to outrank you for your own brand name on Black Friday. So they've Gymshark has had to write a variety of different Black Friday focused posts in order to rank prominently for Gymshark Black Friday sale in order to avoid losing this branded traffic to affiliates who are then going to charge Gymshark a percentage of the fee. So they've been using this affiliate marketing to generate loads and loads of links and it's happened consistently now for years. If you have a look at Gymshark's link profile, I'm looking at an article on Vogue, for example, and they're featuring a whole bunch of different, in what's the what's headline? The secret to feeling confident that the gym this year, a matching workout set. Apparently, well, I thought it was being in good shape, but apparently it's a matching workout set is a secret to feeling confident that the gymnast is there. And then it talks about loads of places you can get matching workout sets. And of course, it features Gymshark products. So they've used this to get coverage in loads of publications. And then eventually, because Gymshark is big enough, it just picks up features in these sorts of articles anyway, even without affiliate links. Now, you might be thinking, oh, yeah, but that's great for Gymshark. They're getting featured in Vogue and The Sun and The Independent for their products because they're already famous. That's great. Well, this is the link building flywheel in effect. Once you have high ranking content, 
you start to pick up links more naturally because people, when they're searching for things to feature in their articles, they use Google and they see the high ranking stuff and then they link to it. So it becomes this sort of a virtuous cycle. So what about you? If you're not ranking where you want to, what do you do? Well, <laughs> the bad news is nobody starts with this sort of flywheel in place. To begin with, you've got to get that flywheel going. You just have to get to work building these links, getting featured, doing digital PR like we've talked about many times on this podcast, doing outbound to get links, use all of the various link building strategies we talked about to get links. And then once you've got good visibility, you'll start to pick up more of this. So if you want to copy this, start doing some link building, get a free review from ExposureNinja.com and we'll make some suggestions of areas that you can start picking up some links from. You're wondering what this review I keep talking about is? Well, you must be a new listener. Exposure Ninja, the agency that I run, has a free website and marketing review which we offer to people who want to improve the visibility and performance of their website. It works like this. You go to ExposureNinja.com and click the big button to request your free website and marketing review. Don't worry, you won't miss it. We'll ask you a few questions about your business and your marketing goals, and we'll then record a video showing you how to improve the performance of your site and where to generate more traffic and sales from. We usually send this to you by video, uh, via email, usually within two to three working days. The whole service is completely free and it's incredible. So go to ExposureNinja.com to request your free website and marketing review today. Okay, so we've talked about Gymshark's Content Hub strategy with Gymshark Central. We talked about their link building with digital PR and affiliate marketing. Let's talk about the third pillar of their incredible rankings, which is their rankable cat pages or rankable category pages for people who aren't total geeks. So Gymshark has very rankable category pages. For those who don't know what a rankable category page will be, if you're an e-commerce site, you've got product pages. These are the pages that your products are featured on. And then you've got category pages. These are the pages that your lists of products are featured on. Now for an e-commerce business, product and category pages are key commercial pages. We would call them key pages in Exposure Ninja. If you're a service company, for example, an accountancy firm, your service pages will be your key pages because they are the pages, you know, VAT accounting or tax accounting or whatever. They will be your key pages because that's where you want to funnel the traffic that has commercial intent. So Gymshark has very rankable category pages. And when I say very rankable, I mean the number of commercial keywords that these pages are ranking for is incredible, right? They're ranking position two for gym bag, position one for gym sets, position one for seamless leggings, two for gym shorts. Uh, four for gym leggings, three for gym clothes, very, very high ranking for very high commercial intent phrases. And it's their category pages that are doing all the work as they should be. So what's going on? Well, if we just take one of their rankings, for example, position one for seamless leggings, um, how are they doing it? Well, they have a seamless gym clothing page, which is actually ranking for seamless leggings. So it's not actually the seamless leggings page, which is ranking, which is our first clue that something funny is going on here. It's the seamless gym clothing page. There's a headline at the top that says seamless gym clothing. Uh, we've got a page title, which is gym sets seamless by Gymshark. Then we've got some copy at the top of the page, women's seamless gym wear, shop seamless leggings. So use of their keyword right at the top of the page, sports bras and more seamless is a Gymshark thing. Then we've got a whole range of products in the seamless category. And then at the bottom, we've got some more content, including internal links to other pages, sports bras, crop tops, seamless leggings and more. And then there's a seamless sort of information page being linked as well. So this is the page that's ranking. Clear headline, great page title, decent meta description, plenty of content at the bottom with internal links. That's a very rankable category page. Now you might be wondering why isn't the seamless leggings page ranking for the phrase seamless leggings? Well, this gives us a bit of a clue because we can check the seamless leggings page. We see that actually, although it has a decent page title, 
it's only seamless gym sets at Gymshark. It doesn't actually have seamless leggings in the page title. There is no headline. There is no copy at the top of the page. And the copy at the bottom of the page is really, really basic. It's just a load of links. There's no actual text copy. So Google has decided that even though the seamless leggings page is more relevant for the phrase seamless leggings, because of these things and the fact that this page has fewer links, it's actually less likely to rank than the seamless category page instead. Hope that makes sense. It's much easier to explain over video. I'm doing my best on the podcast. And in fact, if we compare the top ranking page, the seamless page, to other pages that are ranking for seamless leggings on Google, we notice that the main takeaway is that Gymshark has more links to their seamless page than any of their competitors. So they've got higher authority score, they've got more referring domains and more backlinks to this category page than any of their competitors, and they are ranking number one for it. So if you want your ranking, if you want your category pages to rank, loads of content, loads of links. You know the drill. <laughs> no surprises here. So how do you copy this? How do you get your key pages ranking well? Well, obviously you need to optimize them. Obviously you need to promote your service or your product or your category pages, we call them key pages, and get links to your deep pages, not just your home page. This is really, really important. Remember that Google's ranking a website on a page by page level, not on a full site level. So if you go and get your website and marketing review from ExposureNinja.com, we'll show you exactly what to do. Now I did mention that we'd include one bonus tip at the end, and I'm gonna do exactly that, of course. Um, the one thing that we haven't discussed today is brand and Gymshark's brand. Everything that Gymshark does increases its brand search. If you look at Google Trends, the Gymshark brand keyword, it's a it's not quite a hockey stick. I'd say it's a, a very serious incline <laughs> since the business was started. There are spikes every year around Black Friday, but the level that it falls back down to, the level that the search falls back down to is consistently higher each year. And that's because Gymshark works so hard on its brand. And all of this helps with ranking. People get very confused about the impact of brand and ranking and trying to work out how much is Google recognizing, whether it's brand that's causing uplift or whatever. Well, if you just think about the basics of how Google ranks a website, we can see it's incredibly logical that brand is going to help. For example, if you're ranking for a particular phrase and search has recognized your brand, they are going to be more likely to click on your site. This is a higher click-through rate, which shows relevance to Google. So that's going to help your ranking as well. Remember, Gymshark is also picking up links like the product feature lists. If you are a recognized brand, people are going to be linking to you because you're going to be top of mind when they're thinking about a site that they want to reference or a business that they want to reference. So that brand awareness also helps because you're picking up links. And of course, when someone comes through to your site, you're going to get increased engagement on the page. You're going to get people less likely to pogo back to the search results because they recognize and they know your brand. So Gymshark is also winning because of brand and everything that it does builds the brand. The influencer contributes, the social contributes, their YouTube work contributes, the stuff that they're doing around um, body positivity and uh, inclusion and diversity all helps brand. It all increases brand awareness, which turbocharges everything else that they're doing. So there you have it. How Gymshark has reduced their reliance on influencer by building their SEO to incredible heights and how to use their strategy. If you found this podcast useful, please consider leaving us a rating on the old podcast app, whatever you're using. And don't forget to subscribe, follow whatever the terminology is these days. If you've got any feedback, drop me an email, tim at exposureninja.com. Always keen to hear it. Until next week, see you soon.